You're listening to episode 142 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and today I'm chatting with my good friend Jackie Ruckstaschel about Christmas traditions with little ones. Well, I was just going to, you know, echo what you were saying because when the angels appeared to the shepherds, you know, it says that they, I mean, they ran to find where he was. I mean, they were, they were so excited to see him and just, I think that's a great encouragement for us. Are we going to run to find Jesus this Christmas? Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's what I want to be doing. I know, I know it's not Thanksgiving yet and don't shoot me, but I also know that sometimes when you're in the little years and you're raising lots of little kids, or maybe you have older kids and you're busy, 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 Taking time to be intentional and think about what you want the holidays to look like, that just doesn't happen if you wait until after Thanksgiving. So I thought this would be fun. Have my friend Jackie. She is the author of The Jesse Tree Project, which is a devotional kit tool uh, ornaments that you can use with young children. Have her on. We talk about Christmas traditions. We talk about a lot of different options you can use this Christmas, but mainly to help you so that you can simplify your holidays, so you can narrow in, so that in the anticipation and the joy of the season, you can rest, uh, enjoy your family, and start traditions. This is a big deal, y'all. I spent yesterday at the Propel Conference and was inspired by Christine Kane and a few other teachers of the word that you listening to my voice today you taking time to focus in on what God has for you and your motherhood, this really matters, ripples for generations. To take the gospel into your homes, for you to be the carriers of that into your homes is huge. And when we think about traditions, uh, I think about the things that we do every year. And you may have traditions that your parents did and you've carried on. Well, what if we were a generation that decided our Christmas was going to be about Jesus and not just on Christmas Eve, but for a whole season, we're going to think about him. We're going to wait. We're going to hear the stories and the promises of God and how he fulfilled them. We're going to serve others and not just think about ourselves and enjoy this time to be together as a family instead of being caught up in the hustle and bustle of a time that could be really just consumed by consumerism. So I hope you enjoy. I just, uh, Jackie and I talk about, you know, pick one thing, maybe two if you're, you know, think you can handle it, but don't overdo it because we want these traditions to last. And if you overdo it, you may give them up. Before we get to our conversation, I want to give a shout out to this week's sponsor, Persimmon Prints. Y'all know I'm super picky who I partner with to sponsor this show, and I am thankful that my friend Casey from Persimmon Prints is a sponsor this month. Her stuff is high quality. Her clothing line, not only is it biblically based and you're just walking around with these great life-giving messages on your shirts, but the shirts themselves, I love. They last. They're perfectly cut for my body. Uh, her Love God Serve Others raglan shirt is adorable. Go check that out. She also has a super cute shine sweatshirt that I wore this week. Uh, it's a pullover. And I think for the month of November, or at least she has it now, go to the shop and uh, scroll down to paper. And there are these, for $1, you can get a downloadable PDF with these cute I Am Thankful cards and a little pumpkin on them that you could print out for your Thanksgiving this year if you want to put those on your table. So go check it out, persimmonprints.com. You will be partnering with them, giving money to Good Shepherd Agricultural Mission in India. For God Center Mom listeners, you get a coupon code, 20% off in the month of November. You just use God Centered All Caps. All right, let's get to my conversation with Jackie. Here we go. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Hi, Heather. I'm so glad to be here. I wish that you lived down the street or at least in my city like you used to, but this is this is the second best thing, I guess. Yes. Yes. Technology is awesome. <laughs> it is yes. until it cuts out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so y'all, Jackie is a good friend from our church, and then she and her sweet family moved to Houston. And when I thought about this episode of Christmas traditions, when you have little ones at home, I thought I need to talk with my friend Jackie. 
So, Jackie, yes. welcome to the show. And Thank will you, you please just introduce everyone to your family so they know where you are in this whole mothering journey? Yes. So, I'm Jackie. I'm married to Richard. And Heather, I was just thinking, I cannot remember how many years we've been married. Okay, we're oh. about to be, I know, we are about to be to celebrate 12 years in December. Mm. And I have Eleanor, who's nine, and Andrew, who's seven. So two kiddos. And yes, we used to live in Dallas and now we're in Houston and we're loving it. Yeah. And we have kids that match up. Yes. And so we've walked this whole, how do you do Christmas well with little kids? How do you not get overwhelmed, but yet hold up the ideal of you want to make this a special time and you don't want to get so bogged down with the culture right? That you don't pass on the meaning of the reason for the season kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. So yes. what kind of tips do you have for that young mom listening? Because I know there's a lot of moms that listen to the show that have kids under the age of five. So as she's approaching this, what tips do you have for her? Yes. Well, I just want to say I was there and, mm. you know, it. there are so many great things that are offered to do with your kids at Christmas time. And it is it can be overwhelming. And if you're like me, I want to do it all. And you just have to remember too, that, or or this is something I've been learning other. And I just would encourage you moms that, you know, am I teaching my children that Christmas is about busyness or am I teaching my children that Christmas is about sitting at Jesus's feet and resting and enjoying his birth and the fulfilling of the promise And it can get so easy to forget that even Mm -hmm. in doing all the good things that you Mm -hmm. can feel like you want to do it all. But I would just choose one thing, you know, keep it simple and um, do it well and enjoy it. Just enjoy the season with your family. And since, I mean, this is going live in November before we've even gotten to Thanksgiving and everything in me doesn't want that to happen. But I feel like I do better at Christmas and enjoying and being restful when I've took taken a little bit of time to think through those priorities and decide ahead of time. Because if I don't, then I check Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. And I try to layer it in. And then I see another thing. Oh, that's such a good idea. And I layer it in. And then by December 10th, I'm so overwhelmed. I give up all the things. And we never yes. get to the story of Jesus in any of the different tasks I've decided to do. So, um, yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And, you know, if we just take a few minutes throughout this month to look into the things and choose what may be best for our family and our age of kids, then Christmas in December can be a more enjoyable time. Yeah, because if you have a lot of little ones, you might be home more and you may be looking for things to do to keep them occupied or to um, make special memories before they go off to school or if you're homeschooling through kindergarten and, and those early years, you may be looking for more and we want to share some of those things, but we definitely, you don't want to do all the things when they're little and then stop doing them <laughs> when they're like eight, I, nine, 10, because it was too much. And you're like, I'm not doing that again this Christmas. Cause that was, uh, that wore me out, you know? Yes. Well, and I think that brings up a really good point, Heather, because, I've been there and I've done this is I've worn us all out Mm. with doing so many things and then struggling myself to get to Christmas day and feel so worn out because I thought, well, we have to do everything every single day perfectly and follow, you know, follow the plan. And there's just, that's not realistic. Mm. I mean, and that's not enjoyable for anyone. And I think it's, important to remember at Christmas when you have these traditions that they're going to be done year after year. So what you may not do this year, or maybe your three-year-old doesn't want to participate in this year, they may be able to do next year. And so we just have so many opportunities in Christmases with our kids to, to do those things. We don't have to do it all this Christmas. Yeah. Let's talk about traditions because okay. maybe the mom listening didn't grow up in a home where they had traditions around Christmas. It, it may be just, you know, they got presents 
or a present on Christmas Day, but there w- there wasn't a lot of Advent, maybe a foreign term to them or any kind of, you know, regular right. routine th- around the holidays. So why do you think it's important? Why do you think traditions are important? Well, I think traditions are important because they give us an opportunity to pass down to our children what's important to us. And so as, as believers, you know, that's the birth of Jesus at Christmas time. The, the fact that God promised long ago that he would send a savior and he came. And Mm -hmm. so when, when I was having my children and Richard and I were deciding on what we wanted to do, I didn't grow up in a home where that was a huge focus, but I knew that that's something I wanted my children to have. And so we started looking into all of the things and we chose the Jesse tree for us. But, um, you know, I think each family is different and, but that's something that has really helped us keep Christmas time and those traditions, um, just really at the forefront Mm. of the season. I think sometimes we forget just because we didn't come from a home with traditions, we can be the ones that start it. So then it becomes part of what our kids know. And then they pass that down as this is what we did when we were little, you know, silly things. You know, your, your family may open one present on Christmas Eve or stockings on Christmas Eve, or there's little things that you do. You may not even realize are really a tradition. It's, yes. it's how your family does it. And will you want your kids to pass down uh, a season, a holiday about busy, about eating, about getting, or a season about God coming down and taking on flesh to save us, or a season of giving away and what can we do for others, a season of rest and in the waiting you know, the anticipation, that was where people were in the right, Old Testament, right. especially when you do Jesse tree, it's this. And then, no, that's not Jesus. No, that's not Jesus. They're waiting. They're waiting. And there's the 400, 500 years of silence. And then he's here. So that same anticipation they have for Christmas Day, you can teach them through these traditions. Yes, yes. And I think you're so right. Little kids, especially, they pick up on this time of year is different. There's something special. Um, even my kids said that today. We can't wait for Christmas because it's different, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's a perfect time for us as moms and as Christians to share why it's different and mm-hmm. what is the true source of hope behind all of that anticipation, excitement, wonder. Um, so did you grow up with a lot of traditions? You know, I remember traditions of we always went to the Ellis Ayers, which was a department store downtown. Okay. We went to the tea room, which was like a nice lunch. Um, We would go there after we saw Santa. So Santa was a part of my traditions. But you rode like a train to get to Santa. Um, I don't think Advent was a thing people did back then. Yes. Or Jesse Tree. But I have a sister who's 16 years older than me. And with her kids, um, a gal she knew in Wisconsin by her created this kind of Jesse Tree-esque based on the promises of God and had like made out of felt all the different ornaments that you Velcro to this felt tree. And she passed it down to me. And so I've done that with my kids just because I had it easy and already made. Uh, But yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I mean, my parents talked about Jesus. I knew we went to Christmas Eve service. That was part of our tradition, like the, you know, going to church, uh, candlelight. There's nothing better than silent night <laughs> and candles yes. and the dripping yes. wax on your right, fingers. Right, right. And the and fear with that little children, yeah. <laughs> you're going to light somebody's hair, uh, hairsprayed hair on fire, you know. Yes. Yeah. Did you have any? Well, we did. I mean, I think like you were saying, we had more of the kind of traditions, which are, which are so important to you. You know, we always got 
Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve. We mm-hmm. we got to open one present and it was always pajamas. And we were like, oh man. But then we always <laughs> loved it too, you know? <laughs> it's like know if you why. didn't get them, you would be upset because that was what you right. do. Yeah. But we yeah. always hoped that the next year it would be a toy, you know, but it was always pajamas. So, yeah. um, so I now do that for my kids too, you know? So, I mean, we had things like that and we did Santa too growing up. And, you know, my dad really got into that and would, you know, try to scare us and, I'm thinking like the generation, our generation, you know, like you said, you give your kids a pajamas because you were given pajamas. Right. We don't have a generation that's done Jesse tree. Do we? I mean, is that like a thing that's been done for generations or is this like a new thing for the evangelical Christian? I think it's pretty new. Well, but I think social media also, um, you know, Helps, helps know. yeah, right. Yeah. That it's helped spread it, but I do think it's been around for a while more, just within the church. But I don't know that it's been done so much in homes mm. like mm. it is now. Like the Christ candle, I know that on Sundays leading up, you would light the different candles to yes. mark Advent. Um, if you, you know, some churches have yes. that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think we should get to all these awesome ideas. Okay. All right. All right. There's so many great ones. Um, I think we've been talking about Jesse Tree, so should we should just tell people what that is. Because I think yeah. when I think about different categories, I'm going to divide it into things you can do daily, like a devotional and Advent to count down to, to okay. Jesus' birth. Then uh, little daily hiding games as alternatives to like Elf on the Shelf if you're looking for something that's not just an elf who's trying to see if you're bad or good. There's a couple options for that. And then something to do outside the home to serve other people. So. Yes. Um, let's talk it. about Jesse Tree. I told that I have this one from Wisconsin that no one can get, so I'm not even going to tell you about it. But you, Jackie, have something that you've created. Uh, yes. Tell everybody about that. Yes. So we created a devotional when our kids were little bitty, three and one, because like you said, the Jesse Tree has been around. We didn't create that idea, but we had trouble finding something for really young toddler age children, preschoolers. So we wrote a devotional. We got together with some other moms from the church and they, we all compiled the Jesse tree project. And so that's what now I help facilitate that for other people who are interested in forming groups to do that. But the Jesse tree is based off of the prophecy in Isaiah that says a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse from his roots, a branch will bear fruit and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. And that, that shoot that comes up is Jesus and the coming savior. And that that promise was fulfilled and that God kept his promise. And so the Jesse tree traces back from creation all through the old Testament stories of Jesus's family line that, tell the story of the fulfilling of that promise and ending on Christmas day with the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you hang an ornament every day on the tree to go with each story. And so it's Jesse is David's father, which um, is why it's called the Jesse tree because, Mm -hmm. you know, God said that he would have a King that would reign forever from David's throne. And so that's where Jesse comes from. But I always get asked that. Who's Jesse? <laughs> Who's this Jesse <laughs> guy? You're like, your name's Jackie. Why do you have this Jesse tree? Yes. And yeah, I thought the confusing. same thing when I first heard it too. Who is this Jesse guy? But, um, but he is a real person and he's yeah. important. So, so yeah. that's the Jesse tree. And, and we love that, that we daily get to to go through a Bible story and we get to hang the ornament and we get to take some time every day, do that and remember. Um, but there, I mean, we are a great, I would say Heather, Jesse tree project is a great first Jesse tree experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we help a lot of families just get started. We make ornaments together and, but we also have an ebook and free printable ornaments. So anyone can get started at any time. So they would get the ebook and the ebook yeah. has the daily devotional. And if they don't want to make their own ornaments for each day, they can just cut out the printables. Yes. Okay. Yes. And of course, you know, Anne Voskamp's Unwrapping the Greatest Gift is a beautiful Jesse Tree, you know, family lap book that I think mm-hmm. is wonderful 
once your kids get to be, I think, older grade school and beyond. I mean, I mm-hmm. love it even to read it as an adult. Yeah. Um, but my kids are still very loyal to, to the Jesse Tree Project. <laughs> Way to go, kids. Like, yeah, Way to go, kids. <laughs> so, yes. Well, one um, thing I want to I want to talk about your parties, too. Okay. Like how yeah. you organize those, because that's an option someone could do in these next couple of weeks if they wanted to. Not a requirement. Again, all yeah. of the stuff we're going to share with you is you choose what fits best. Um, n- not a requirement to be a good Christian or a good mom. <laughs> so, that's right. right. Yes. Yes. Amen. Um, so our ornament exchanges are where, um, you know, a mom gathers together a group of 23 other people because there's 24 stories in our devotional and each mom makes 24 of the same ornament that goes with a certain story in the Jesse tree. And then they get together um, in a few weeks and they swap them all. So everybody has a full set of handmade, cherished, creative ornaments to start their Jesse tree with in December. So let's say you're given, you're doing the ornament for Noah's Ark. So yours might have the little boat and a rainbow and you just make 24 of the same. Yeah, there tend to be circles, or do they even have requirements on like what? No, everybody be free form. Yes, it's really up to whatever the leader wants to do. Um, You know, I love to do to have some sort of template, just because I'm creatively. I mean, it's just challenging for me, and so I I like that. But some leaders have just said whatever you want to find or create. We've had groups that have said, we don't have time to make ornaments. So we're going to actually go out and try to buy something that Mm. there was a group last year that a mom found like 24 plastic apples, you know, for the story of Adam and Eve and the first sin. And, you know, they were just really creative and bought little things from dollar stores or ordered things from Amazon and made ornaments that way. Mm-hmm. So you can do it. It's really up to whatever your group decides to do. And right now, really, we start all of this back in September, Heather. So we're kind of on the tail end of, of these parties. Of being, well, yeah. well, or of being able to order our books to come actually spiral bound and printed, but we do still have groups that just do a digital ornament exchange, which means they, they still get together and make ornaments, but they all just purchase the ebook. They don't necessarily purchase the group set of our our actual printed bound books. Mm, mm. So, so that is have, that's an so option. they have each so they still have an opportunity. They can get the right. ebook. They could have the group thing or do their own thing. Yes, um, but they would have your devotionals that they would right have ready. Very yep. fun. Okay, yes. and I've liked. I've liked having a Jesse tree option for our family uh, to do at the end of the day. Um, and we trade off which of our boys gets to put the ornament up and they, you know, they always remember like, no, it's my turn. I get to do Jonah, Jonah this time, you know? Yes. Uh, but it's something that keeps some like regular steady beat to our Christmas. Cause I feel like, There'll be a lot of nights that are off. Maybe we have a dinner party or uh, an event or something. And to have that devotional book keeps us a little bit more on track of spending time together. So if we had a date night, you know, maybe we'd move it to the morning. We would do the Jesse tree or maybe one night we would do two devotions. You know, I didn't get too strict on we have to do this every single night and stressing about that. But there was some semblance of order to a, what could be a chaotic season by having that already done. And I just, we just read it or talk about it together. Yes. Yeah. Well, and two, yes. I mean, I just love being able to open up a book and it's all right there. And it's just easy to not even have to do any major prep work. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you make the ornaments, but it's just nice to be able to open God's word, read the story, hang the ornament. And it does not, I mean, you don't need much because God's word does not return void. And so my kids love the Jesse tree so much. And that's not our doing. That's just, I think that's totally God. But also it's the time of year. They love that we 
sit down together as a family. And it also, honestly, they're constantly, I mean, what child is not counting down to Christmas day and the Jesse tree really is. And it's just a countdown. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, so this day is the story of Esther and we only Mm -hmm. have these many days Mm -hmm. until Christmas. And so they are, it just kind of helps build that anticipation and countdown. Yeah. Okay, so that's one option. And then yes. if you have really little kids too and you have a lot of time on your hands, an option is the Truth in the Tinsel. It's like a hands-on crafts teaching. Like It's like Jesse Tree in that there's a daily devotional, but it's different from Jesse Tree in that it starts with the New Testament story, right? Okay, yes. Um, and I had O Amanda on the show episode three of the podcast it's i don't even think on itunes anymore but you can find it i'll put a link in the show notes you can find it on my site go through your browser on your phone if you need to uh if you want to hear more about that idea but i i did that with my boys when they were really little as an option uh after nap time before i made dinner okay to do something that you know i just wanted to spend time with them but i didn't know what to do with them Some of you are in different seasons. That doesn't sound appealing. Getting crafts out and buying all the craft supplies sounds way overwhelming. But I liked that she had the list of crafts. I am a crafty person. I enjoy, I come from a teaching background, so I enjoy glitter and I like glue. And (laughs) uh, it was funny though. One of the crafts is a lid from like any kind of, we had cottage cheese, a cottage cheese lid and you glue googly eyes on and hang it on your tree and my my brother-in-law was over and he's like is there trash hanging on your tree (laughs) and then another another story was after we did the craft and it was so sweet and the boys were acting out the story with their little people that they made uh they went to go hang it on the tree and my middle my second son thought it would he needed to put his ornament in the tree but instead of just like letting me help him he jumped into the tree like elf style oh my goodness yeah launched off the side of the couch into the tree the entire tree fell over crashing and i lost it because i'm you know young mom uh everything's super important to me i was i said you've ruined christmas even my oldest son remembered me saying that this year we were putting on ornaments he's like remember when you said Price ruined Christmas. I was like, I know. I know. Oh, Thank goodness for grace. You know, yes. And Heather, I mean, I've been there too. Mm. You know, I think about the first night we did the Jesse tree. We were, we were so excited and I just thought this is going to be great. And our little tree fell down when, you know, they were wandering around the house and the room. <laughs> we couldn't get, we couldn't keep them to sit down. And I mean, and we got so frustrated and mm-hmm. I think that's just a great reminder to especially new moms that are starting out with anything new that, you know, kids are going to move and they're, it's not going to go perfectly as you think it may go, but just being consistent and creating that time is special and it doesn't have to go a certain way. And I've shared that quote before so. by G.K. Chesterton that if it's worth doing, it's okay. worth doing poorly. So <laughs> if that's family yes, devotionals, that's or if that's worth doing for your family, if the tradition is worth doing, that's why it's important to pick the one that matches your family. Don't do a ton just because you think you should. Pick the one that's most important that you want to pass down and... Then when things go awry, you can say, no, we're just going to keep doing this, even if it doesn't look like my picture perfect Instagram post, because I believe it's worth doing. So we can keep going. Right? Right. Right. That's right. Okay. Let's move into some of the hiding games, the daily hiding games. So I don't know if you all have heard of Elf on the Shelf. Oh, yeah. And people are so crazy creative. (laughs) Yeah. You can really feel overwhelmed if you check Pinterest. Don't check Pinterest and Elf on the Shelf. Oh, yes. No. You you will never, ever, ever be able to do what some of these moms do. And nor should you. You should, if if you love it and that's what you enjoy and then do it. But um, that adds stress to me to think through every night when I'm about to go to bed, how I'm going to set up the elf (laughs) in the shelf. (laughs) It does for me. I, yes, I'm pretty sure our our elf would be like the tooth fairy. (laughs) It would be probably the same place the next day. Yeah, I think that's what happened when we tried it. 
we tried it and it did not work. And, and I, you know, personally for me, I didn't love the idea that Christmas then became about, are you good or bad? Because even when we see Santa, I try to communicate to my boys, aren't you so thankful that Jesus is not like Santa? That with Santa, he gives presents if you're good. I said, I'll I'll tell you, he's about to ask you, were you good this year? And Jesus Mm -hmm. came because you were not good. That the the whole reason we're celebrating him coming is that we could never be good enough on our own. And so I don't want to reinforce, just be good on the outside or just be, you know, behave on the outside so an elf sees you behaving. For me personally, that doesn't, that's not the value or the tradition. Now, sometimes elf, it's not, they don't, parents don't use, oh, he's watching, are you good or bad? Um, and yes. that's, you know, for you to decide. But for me, I was already giving this message to them that it's okay, that Jesus came because you're good or bad. And then for me to say, well, he's watching to see if you're good or bad. It's kind of like the opposite of what I just right. communicated. But we have alternatives. For those of you who yes. want to get in on the okay, fun never. and yes. you want to have the cute Instagram posts, if that's your goal, then <laughs> I have a couple options. One uh, is Shepherd on a Search. It is, it's like a soft stuffed not an animal because it's a person it's a shepherd who is bendable and he has his little staff and there's a book that comes with it and just like elf on the shelf you do hide him or do something um and your kids find him in the morning but the goal is and it tells spells this out in the book that he was with the shepherds when the angels appear he is going on on his way to go find jesus and then christmas morning your kids can find him in the nativity set which either you have a nativity set that you could put him in or the box that they fashioned for this like you open it up okay. and on the inside is the nativity scene so you can just like okay set that up under the tree yes. and put the sh- shepherd next to it yeah so I, I think that's cute it's Super um, cute. It yeah is cute. 30 dollars on day uh, from day spring or i saw it on amazon too for 30 35 dollars okay. So. Yes, I just saw that. I just, I think I just saw that. And I think it's super cute. Yeah. And then. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun that if you're like, well, we want to do, you know, an elf on the shelf type thing, but we also want to teach them a story about Jesus. This could be. Yes. A good option. And I haven't done it, so I can't speak to how it would go, but it's brand new. Check that out. I'll put yes. the links, all the links to this I'll put in the show notes. And then the other thing that Jackie and I got to meet, um, Natalie, right? Natalie, yes, Natalie, yes. And she created Star from Afar, and it is a wooden nativity set, which is, it's actually, it's really well made, don't you think? Yes, it is. Very high quality. It's so pretty. So pretty. Yes. Um, And I found that it comes in two different skin tones, uh, and it's a book and a nativity set, and then there's a star that you move around each night and they find the next morning and when they find the star they move your little wise men to the star so basically right. as you count down yes. to jesus you're the the wise men are following the star right yes yes what do you want and to say i love this? that because you know when the wise men saw the star they were overjoyed and so i love i just love that idea that kids can you know just build up their joy each day finding the star just like the wise men did, but like, and just like the shepherd one too, you know, I think it's important to also reinforce that the wise men got there actually when baby Jesus was not a baby. He Mm -hmm. was, he was actually older, but I do love that concept. And especially for young, young children that love to play with nativities and are, you know, it's just a great way to have conversation and talk about simple truths to them. I love both of those ideas. Yeah. that With the star, too, um, I saw, you know, in the back of the book, it has a scripture for each day you could read. If your kids are little, yes. like Jackie said, and you just want to keep it really simple with just like one scripture, uh, you can do that. And then you can buy separately uh, a scripture card set that you guess you could p- keep out on your kitchen table or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I also love that it comes in Spanish, which is really That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, not a lot of options. And we're and we're actually Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, we're going to we we actually are going <laughs> to join um or add Star from Afar 
to arch SC tree experience just because my son loves scavenger hunts and he loves hunting for things. And so I thought that would be a fun way for them to find our chesty tree ornament for the day with the star. Mm, that's a good each idea. Day. Just a fun, and we're going to wake up each morning and that's a way to start our day thinking about Jesus and his birth. And then we also do our, our chesty tree at nighttime and then ending our day that way as well. Okay. Yeah. So you could combine some things. And I do think the hiding thing is kind of different from the devotional. Because it's just yes. like a quick, it's a quick thing. They find it. And, yes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's done. And then um, I think with the star from afar, then on Christmas Day, when they wake up, the star is in the nativity set above baby Jesus. Um, yes. So. Yes. I love that. I love I love both of those concepts with the shepherd and the star that it's about um, pursuing and looking for and seeking after God. That's what these the shepherds were in awe. And the wise men were in awe. They didn't know. Just like our children are so, you know, they're curious, um, but they don't know until they encounter Jesus, how much love he has for them. And so the wise men knew this was special. They went from far Mm -hmm. to figure out what is going on with this. This not normal thing in the sky is happening, and I need to figure this out. And then they got to encounter Jesus himself. And the same can be true for our kids they can remember that fun little, mm-hmm. fun little thing. Right. Well, I was just going to, you know, echo what you were saying, because when the angels appeared to the shepherds, you know, it says that they, I mean, they ran to find where he was. I mean, mm. they were, they were so excited yeah. to see him. And just, I think that's a great encouragement for us. Are we going to run to find Jesus this Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's what I want to be doing. Uh, and yeah. kind of a bridge into that. I'm going to go find it. Now I can't find it, but there was a thing I just saw on Instagram this morning with a manger. Have you seen this? With the giving, the, the giving manger, yes, the giving manger. Okay. I'll put a yes. link to that. So it's both, um, kind of a little thing that you have in your home to remind you about Jesus. It sits on your table and there's a book um, and then there's straw next to it and it's an empty yes. manger. And then every time you do something kind for someone or give something to someone or whatever it is, you put a piece of straw in the manger and then that right. fills up until uh, Christmas when the baby Jesus is in the manger. So I thought that yes. was a cute idea to kind of combine our next topic of giving outside the home and having a little, not a game, but kind of a game, kind of a game in a book. Right. Yeah. Yes. Have you all ever tried that Are one? You, you've, you've heard of it? No, no. But I, but I have, I do have some friends that have done that. Um, I don't know that it was the giving manger, but I think it's kind of like a Jesse tree. There's, I think that idea has been around for a while, mm. but Someone has just created something that's easy for us as parents to to purchase and start doing. Yeah. Um, no, I do. I do love that. I think Heather, I'm like you when it comes to kind of like the elf on the shelf, and maybe because of how I grew up and my own struggles with working for God's approval, you know, being right. tempted to do that. That I just, I just think it's so awesome. But we just have to be careful to remind them that no matter whether they put the hay in or not that, that Jesus came, he loves them. You know, I think, I think that's more my kind of take on it is I just would want to make sure that I reinforce that truth. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point that we aren't doing these things for others just so Jesus will come (laughs) again. We're not doing good for his approval or for him uh, to bring us gifts or to come or to be the gift, but that it's an overflow from how God gave us Jesus. We can give to others. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about light them up. So that's Courtney DeFeo and she was on episode 50. Um, so, uh, this idea, I think we, we implemented it one year when Bruce was out of town 
doing something like duck hunting or something. And I had all the boys and I did not know what to do with myself. It was a holiday weekend and normally it's full, but I had nothing to do. And so I found it online and I printed off different little labels she gives you that have cute messages on them. And I bought some uh, candy canes and got some quarters and we just went off to Toys R Us, which who does that? Who goes to Toys R Us without having to <laughs> buy something? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Um, yes, well, that's you. Yeah. And we got some cute tape and, uh, that had like candy cane stripes on it or something. I don't even know. But I took the boys and like, they would go around and pass out the candy canes to the workers at Toys R Us because they're not wanting to be there either. And then we taped, uh, quarters to the machines. So it's something really simple that they could do. And they loved it. They thought it was so fun. Um, like I was amazed. They were totally not afraid to go up to strangers. So again, you need to know your kids. Like if they don't right. like strangers, don't force them to do light them up. It's going to be a disaster, train wreck. But I was amazed that I hadn't really given my boys opportunities to shine a light or love on people that they don't know. And that they were right. actually really good at it surprised me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I think too that we or I can at times make you know, I can falsely assume that, you know, um, that my kids think it's all about them, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, but, you know, at Christmas time, especially, it can be so easy to put that, you know, or to fall into that trap of, you know, making the wish list and what I want and give me, give me, give me. And I love light them up because that turns the focus upward to Jesus and what can we do to bless others. Mm-hmm. in his name. And we, we love that. We always kind of like you, we, we've printed out just her list of things that yeah. she encourages you to do. And we've tried to do a couple throughout the month. I love that. But I think, I think it takes that focus from what can I get for Christmas to what can I give, Yeah, you know, with our kids. And I think that's the key. Get the list, sit down at one of your, you know, maybe, maybe a dinner or Saturday morning breakfast and say, Hey, as we're going into this season, we want to make sure that we are shining the light. Jesus came in the world. He was the light of men. He shined in a darkness and we want to shine in a a dark world that is feeling hopeless uh, sometimes. And so here are some ideas and which ones do you love? And let, you know, maybe if you have two kids, let them each pick one or something. Yeah. And, uh, fit it in, put it on the calendar like you would a Christmas party and just decide that's what you're going to do um, ahead of time. And it just, it it, yeah. it drops a little, uh, uh, you know, from our school, this little drip, drip method. You're drip dripping that it's not just about us. You're showing little by little that we're not just about our comfort and convenience, but we care about other people. And it doesn't have to be something dramatic and drastic, but I don't know, a little shift yes. in perspective developmentally appropriate shift in perspective. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget about mom and dad too, you know? I mean, I think that that, that all of this helps, all of this helps mom and dad as well to, you know, turn our eyes to Jesus during the season. And, um, I mean, I know that's why I love the Jesse trees because it's such a reminder for me, you Mm -hmm. know, and I need that too. So, Mom and dad are important too. I think take some time between now and Thanksgiving, if you have a second, and think, okay, when I get to December 26th, what will have been, what will I've considered a success? And to set your expectations and list so that you don't overstrive or get frustrated at the end. Oh, I wish I would have X, Y, and Z. Pick one thing you're going to add this year. And then you can say, okay, we did that one tradition. That's great. I feel really good about how we celebrated Christmas. Um, You know, some people, I want to make sure I go on one fancy date with my husband. (laughs) With the lights and the twinkles. That's their thing. That's what they want by the end of Christmas. Or I want to make sure I've, you know, watched three Christmas movies. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Not even Jesus-y things. I'm not even... That was a lot of what we talked about, but sometimes we don't think ahead of time 
what would be a successful season for our family or for us and to lay it out so that you aren't just responding and reacting to what you see other people doing and thinking you should too. Right. Yes. And it, it, it will be worth the time that you spend over these next few weeks thinking about it, gathering what you want to do. It'll, it'll be worth it because at Christmas time, you'll find that, you know, you and your family have grown closer to him, you know, and it doesn't have to be this big, big, you know, extravagant thing. Like you're saying, it's just, you know, just taking you that little bit of time to spend with him. Such a gift. You're a gift. I love it. Miss Jackie. You Heather. Thank you for all your work on today. (laughs) Well, thank you for your work on the Jesse tree project. You, are doing a great thing there and we're we're very very thankful for you and for sharing with us and talking with me today it's been fun we're ready heather we'll be ready okay okay yes go oh and where can they find you online i want them to to keep following you yes well you can find me mainly on facebook and instagram uh, facebook at jesse tree project and instagram at j tree project fabulous that's where i hang out a lot Thank you. Thank you so much, Heather. I enjoyed this time. Jackie is such a dear. I'm so thankful for her and coming on the show and chatting with me about all these things. And she didn't say it, but I'll tell you, go to jessietreeproject.com to find her devotional and all her information and her cute blog. And on Instagram, she always has great ideas. She was a teacher at or used to be a teacher at the school my boys go to. And so I'm a big fan of Miss Jackie. Before I sign off, I want to give you just an encouraging word. I uh, probably haven't been completely honest with where I have been in the last couple of months. I've just been feeling the weight and the burden of it all. I think my friends close to me would say, I've said my life is full, very, very full. And recently, uh, my parents arrived back in Dallas um, from Costa Rica because there's more medical issues, different medical issues than before. And it's just more. And I don't know if you're feeling heavy or burdened under the weight of lots of things, and you're even struggling to meet with God. I was, um, I know it's important. I would try to set, try is not my favorite word, but I would set aside time to meet with God and the weight and the burden. It was like all these blankets of were weighing down on me and being away this weekend, taking time, space opened up. Um, I just, for you as a mom, there's no amount of parenting tips or certain curriculum or Christmas Devo that is going to teach your kids about God if you aren't able to make that space to meet with God. It's not something else. I, my, my plea, my hope, my joy would be for you to be meeting with God, for you to have that space. And I don't know what that looks like for you. You may be saying, Heather, that's crazy. I have absolutely no time. How would I possibly make time to meet with God? And I'll tell you, I was feeling that. I, I literally did not know where to turn to make time and a sacred space for God. And it required me uh, to pull in the other troops to watch the kids so I could have a day to just get away. And I don't know if you have a day, you may be, but an hour or two to just reset our systems because I have a burden for your kids. I have a burden for you, but I really have a burden for your kids. I do not know what God's going to do in their life, but I'm excited for the potential and the thousands of women who listen to this, the ripple effect of the, the tens of thousands of children, um, hundreds of thousands of children and how they could go out and they could lead families that just, I mean, my heart could explode with excitement and I want to support and encourage you so that you do lean on God and his spirit to guide you in your motherhood for you to speak life of your children. I know when I've been under the burden of these last few weeks, I am not speaking life to my boys. Um, I am not parenting with grace and truth and I'm, I'm continuing to work through my own broken places, my own lies that I'm believing so that I can parent from that whole place. I want you to be able to show that gospel love in your everydayness with your kids, in the changing the diapers, in the giving meals, in the unloading the dishwasher again, in the folding you know, their clothes over and over and over again. And I also want to empower you that uh, you don't have to have come from a home 
where Christ was spoken or where you were taught that you have been given God, you have been given God in you to speak words to your kids. If you read God's word to them, it won't return void. He is in that. He it plants seeds and it will grow and it is not up to you to make that happen. But you be faithful in your part and don't let discouragement like I'm not enough or I could never do that. That That's a lie. The enemy wants to hold you back and keep you from doing that. So get one of these devotions. Um, read it for yourself, if anything, and and spend that time with God this holiday season and then just put it in front of your kids and let him move let that they are curious they will ask questions they will help you grow in your faith (sighs) motherhood is not about perfection it's not about performance it's not about competition it's not about being the best but i think we have an opportunity in this generation to spread the gospel and to do a new thing passing down traditions that have meaning and purpose i just really feel this extra boost that you are part of a big thing God is doing. Never underestimate your role. Never underestimate your part. But in order to do this big thing God's doing, you need to lean in and listen to his whispers for you. Lean in and hear the encouragement and the strength that's only going to come from him. It's not going to come from me. It's not going to come from from an outside. It is coming from him. He knows you. He built you. He knows each of your kids. Um, so... That's what I've got. I'm for you. I'm for your success, but not in the way the world values success. I am for you meeting with God in that sacred space, parenting with grace and truth from a place of true connectedness with God, having community around you, but also being alone with God. And I'm for you. So I am praying for you and all your sacred spaces as we enter in this holiday season. Uh, and as you go meet with family, and I know that can bring up stress, that you could have a verse you meditate on, that you could have a place, uh, even if it's the bathroom. I'm a big fan of holy moments in the bathroom. So just know, pull away if you are feeling that your flesh reactions are getting stirred up by interactions with your family. Pull away, pull in to the Holy Spirit, ask for counsel to be of one mind with Christ. You can do this, I believe. I believe in you. I do. All right. Have a great week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.